And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torrezani. Caroline DeMore is here at Emotional Support looking all cute. I can't wait to post this video because you got your pink hair that's posting, that's giving me life with the pink sweater. You're just like working it, girl. Always needing a touch up this pink hair though. It's crazy. During COVID, I went totally just mad and I never, I'm always so professional with my hair and always making sure it's like the best of the best. And I'm like, okay, you know, because for auditions, like I may have to be like a really good brunette or I might have to be a, the perfect blonde. And I said, fuck it. And I did my hair electric green. I did like a coral pink. I think I did, oh, I did a cherry red. And it felt so invigorating and so real. And I just was like, wow, I don't have to listen to anybody and have to worry. Oh my God, this may not get me a role. So I am just like so jealous of people that just do whatever the fuck they want. Get away with it. Look hot, like look amazing. You're just... You're awesome. So I just want to start with that. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Well, you're so awesome. I love, love that your hair is like still perfectly intact doing all those different colors because, what? you know, mine's just falling out. I had to cut it, you know, because it's just like the bleaching and the bleaching and it looks so crazy. I even thought I was like, you know, I might just go brunette again. Right. At some point. And I went to Paris Hilton's wedding shower the other day. Oh, my God. I saw that. That looks so cute, by the way. <laughs> So cute. It was all like Alice in Wonderland themed and everything. It was Paris in Wonderland, actually. It was so cute. Oh, but my Kathy, God. the first thing she says to me is, You cannot change your hair. <gasps> Stop it. You Kathy Hilton said that. <gasps> yeah, she said, You're not allowed to change your hair because now it's your thing. Right. Now you're the pizza girl with the pink hair and it's your thing and you have to stick with it or no one's going to know who you are. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> back in the day? No, do you remember back in the day that designer, her name was, was it Trina Turk? Was that her name? And she did, the, no, not Trina Turk. That wasn't her name. And she did the Hello Kitty with the electric pink hair. And it was the jewelry. It was like, God, it was in the days when we used to like go out, go out to the club like that time. And it was her right, iconic. Yeah, like 2005. And it was her iconic look. And I just remember the whole time thinking, God, it's like Angeline, right? Who always drives the pink Corvette. Like she's stuck with that look because that is what the Hello Kitty was. It had pink hair to match her. And I was like, what if she just gets like over it? I have no desire to stay in one look my entire life. I know right now I'm definitely stuck with it, but it's okay. I feel like it's working for, you know, the brand and for me, it's just fun. I can still be messy and people are like, oh, I love your hair. And I'm like, a bit of a slob like I don't love to like get ready right in, in that way I'm a bit of a um, you're a natural a beauty slob. so you can get away with whatever you want but yes. I'm, like, I'm like thank you that's very sweet but I just yes slob was the wrong word I was talking down on myself the word is like it's more like don't really care yeah yeah, yeah. You like to be bohemian and just like like go with the flow and just be like this is my look I'm Italian go with it totally <laughs> well, it's working for you. Caroline, I just have so many questions for you. People are so excited. I had told a few friends that I was doing this interview and one particular friend of mine was like, oh my God, it's so wild to him because shout out to Xander Tarigo, my friend Xander, because, and I think you may know him from back in the day, but anyways, 
point being, we were just laughing because you were so iconic in the moments of when I was first introduced to like going out. And these were such significant moments, I think, in my life. And I don't know about you, but I remember for me, so I'm 34. Um, I'm going to be 35 in May. So we're around the same age. We're a very similar age. The time of like 16 when I started going out to the clubs and like living my life to about like 22, I don't remember shit because of my bipolar disorder. I was not a drinker. I don't remember anything. I was not like a party girl, none of that. But the only things I remember, I could tell you clubs, I could tell you DJs, because it was the only time in my life where I felt relaxed and I felt like I could be my true authentic self and not give a shit if I was dancing on a table and getting wild. And also it was the same, t around the same time, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when I was 21 years old. And it was when Britney Spears, all the, the madness of her shaving the head and all of that kind of all circulated together. And it was a, the only time in my life that I felt seen and heard and understood at a fucking nightclub. Like, no, no, no shit. It was like the crazy, it's the craziest thing to say. But like, what was your life like when you were, you were a young it girl living your best life, DJing every single party. We had the sidekicks going on. We had the Mr. Cartoons, the bedazzles. We had everything going on in our life. Was it just so fun for you where you you just seem so together as a human I just need you to know as like someone who like would go out all the time I'd be like wow she really has her shit together this is crazy like what is that like that is amazing that you thought that because <laughs> it's so not true but I definitely like use the club as an escape from reality for right. me and it was incredible like I met all my friends I'm actually still friends with today. I, you know, there's a, there's a light and a dark side to it all. Obviously I went down like a druggy path and that kind of, I feel like a lot of my club days actually like hindered me from, um, making it earlier. You know really? what I mean? Like a lot of stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Because I was this wild party girl, but by the way, it was so much fun. I wasn't a dark party girl. So there's dark party girls who do it and like do all these drugs. And then they're just like sad girl, party girl, you know? <laughs> right. I know. Yeah, absolutely. I was, like, girl, party girl. Like I was like into like, you know, mushrooms and Molly and big dance festivals and just love and peace and yeah. being barefoot. And, um, you know, I was, I was all about the love, right. But there's definitely a dark side to it that is, um, you know, really dark where people take it to a place where they are masking some really heavy stuff at right. home that they're not dealing with, you know, so it's, it's a, there was good nights, great nights. And then there were nights where I was like, get me the hell out of here. You know, <laughs> do you think I, I like to credit it on the fact that I don't, not that I credit it on the fact, but I think because I grew up in LA in the sense where I've lived here since I was nine. I went to a small little school in the Valley. I grew up amongst celebrities or famous kids of celebrities. And it never phased me of who people were. I never went out and was like, oh my God, I can't believe that this is 
we'll use Paris as an example, right? Paris Hilton or Kim Kardashian. Like I grew up with Rob. So I grew up with the Kardashians. I knew them. They were like older girls to me. And I was like, oh my God, they're so cool. Cause they're like the older hip sisters, you know? But that's kind of my mentality of where it was at, where I thought that was cool because they were the older sisters. You know, do you think it's because you were from here and you grew up amongst that whole world? You know what though? I I did and I did it in a weird way. Like I wasn't financially in the same boat as any of my friends. Um, so it did create like a little bit of like an uneasiness at times, hmm. like trying to keep up or like literally trying to keep up with the Kardashians when I right. couldn't. And there was just really funny times when actually I was just telling this the other day on a on a podcast where um Paris Hilton hired me to DJ all of her record release parties all around the world <gasps> cool. for her big album, the Stars Are Blind album. So we nothing in this the world, world is together. the best song ever. No big deal, <laughs> right? Exactly, no big deal. I had to hear that album fifty million times, um, and you know, I remixed some of it for her and everything. But I ended up saying to her one day, like, "Babe, like I," and it was a whole thing about not wearing the same outfit twice. And right. I was like, "Listen, I can't." afford this like I can't do that she was like oh my closet's your closet and I was like all right so I remember I like borrowed a couple of her outfits and then we would end up in who wore it best in the back of like us weekly no sorry but I remember that oh my god that is hilarious isn't that fucking funny it was so funny we would just laugh so hard and it's like people's perception of what like is really going on is so far removed from what is really going on a lot of the times and I think for me like it was it was cool. Like, I mean, you know, it's cool that they're not so shallow that they wouldn't be friends with somebody that wasn't on their like financial level. Like they're real humans. They go through real issues and um, friendship is in that world is about like who you connect with. So that's cool. At least I hope people know that, you know? Yeah. And I think it's important for people to know that because especially now living in the world of, you know, with reality shows and stuff, people... We'll get into we'll get into you on the hills, but but we'll use like Kardashians for instance. You know, people feel like they know them, right? Because they truly are right. open on their show, and you hear all the stories, and you see the fights, and you, literally they get in physical fights sometimes, and you're like, I can't even believe that they would put this on air, but they are very right. open about it, and more power to them. But it is nice to hear that people, especially Paris, which I've heard from nothing but every single person that's ever come in contact with her, that she's such an incredible human and will do so much. And it's true because at the end of the day, friendship is not about what kind of money you have or what you don't have or what physical things you have. Who's going to be there for you when you're crying on the floor? Who's going to be there for you when you're going through a breakup, when you're, you know, having your child? Like, who's going to surround yourself and and really bring you up when you are at the lowest point in your life? And I think that that's super important for you to share when you grew grow up I mean sorry when you grew up I can't even speak this morning and this has been a day too <laughs> when you grew up your family had Demore pizza that's how you started in the pizza business correct so right. we had Demore's pizza in Malibu which is right. why I went to Malibu High which is how I met a lot of these kids it's how I met Brody Jenner I met Nicole Richie um I met people just through Malibu you know wow. and so even though I was in the, you know, right across from, you know, you know, in like the apartments, you know, they right. have all those apartments, like yep. the smaller, you know, couple bedroom apartments. And 
then my friends were like right across the street in, you know, Cher's house. And I right. was like, whoa, like that's crazy. But, you know, it was like a very like interesting like kid from the wrong side of the tracks in Malibu, but still became friends with everybody. And it was like, yeah, but I was always the pizza girl, which was crazy. It was also weird because I'd walk into a party and not want anybody to even think about pizza. And they'd be like, yo, pizza girl, where's the pizza at? Oh my and so, God. so like, that's, that's where the name pizza girl came from. That's why it's like. Oh, that is so girl? cute. I didn't know that that's where it came from. Yeah, that's where it came from because Wow. And was it hard when you were a kid? Were you aware of such a difference of a lifestyle when you're living on PCH? But it's like, like you said, like one side of the track is completely different. Just because you're from Malibu doesn't mean you are a gazillionaire, you know, living in a McMansion on the water. And I think that that's a misconception of, you know, you explaining, oh, I'm from Malibu. People like, oh my God, Caroline lives, you know, the life of the rich and famous. Like, did you ever feel that disconnect? in that world I lived the life with the rich and famous because those were all my friends but I was never rich I had moments of being famous for some reason and it was funny because even the um the paparazzi and the news reporters had to come up with a story about me they were like well we have to come up with something right because she can't just be this like random girl right so they start to write stories like oh the pizza heiress and I was like what the fuck is a pizza heiress like I'm just a normal you know what I mean like so they had it they had to have an excuse or a reason as to why I would be friends with the friends that I had or to why I was living and and it was hard because like society and the people who saw me automatically assumed that I had all this money and everything was given to me and I have been working my ass off since I was fucking six years old catering gigs you know what I mean like with my dad catering so I think When I was younger, I didn't want people to know that I worked that hard because I was like embarrassed, right? And then as I got older, I was like disappointed. And now that people like see me on the hills and they write stuff like, oh, your dad gave you that company. (sighs) Motherfucker. I I don't even know if I can cuss on this. Oh, you can swear all you want, girl. The amount I have done, my dad has not done one thing for the company this is I've started this baby from scratch funded it completely myself almost lost it on several occasions and came back from the dead and now we are growing so massively and when I do get national um it's going to be a really good feeling and for all those people that think that I just got it handed to me um I would like to see you try yeah, I mean, honestly, and and I can vouch for this because I've known you for a bit now and I've seen this since the beginning, uh, not the very, very beginning, but I mean, I, I have and I have seen this rebrand and everything. And I think that it's really important for, for this day and age and you especially, you know, you're a mom. You have the most gorgeous little girl who's the cutest thing on Instagram and I just like get so excited. She makes me want to have a baby so badly. <laughs> She's so cute. She's like ridiculous. She's like a a teenager and she's not. Um, But you are a perfect person to be this example because you're open, you're honest, you've been through so many ups and downs, and then you've created something that is truly, you know, I mean, at at the end of the day, the, the pizza girl pizza sauce is 
who you truly are, right? I mean, it's what you were raised on. It's what you know. And I think that that's what's so special. It's not like you're, you know, this girl that's like, oh my God, I have this random idea. I'm going to make a lipstick, right? It's like, no, that's what makes Pizza Girl so special is it's literally in your blood and you have put so many blood, sweat, and tears in it. And it's so important for people to see that hard work, really does pay off. And I think that what you're doing for your daughter, showing as an example of what it's like being a badass female and being able to be this entrepreneur and taking something that is an old school, you know, recipe idea, right? You wouldn't be like, oh, I know what the billion dollar idea is. It's pizza sauce. I mean, it's pasta sauce, you know, for pizza girl. You wouldn't think that, you know, but you're, you're showing, you're showing that. Now you say that you, you know, almost lost the company a few times. How did you even wrap your head to be like, you know what? I am not giving up on this. Well, you know, I, I almost lost it one time when my factory didn't care about my cooking process and just poured everything into jars after not cooking it properly. (gasps) And it tasted so terrible. And I had to go and buy it back from like all the supermarkets. It was awful. It was such a scary thing. I thought I would never come back from that. Um, I did have a friend lend me some money who helped me rebuy basically everything back which I am very grateful for um and then I but it was you know lent to me I have to have to pay it back I'm still paying it back so it's very very was very scary um to be in debt all of a sudden like right majorly know that in my heart that I, I was I still didn't have proof of proof of concept at that time you know I still didn't have sales but I still knew in my heart that I had to try um even if I was gonna just like be fucked and be in debt right. for the rest of my life. So I, I, I did go that mile. I did it. And then COVID hits after I'm in a hundred supermarkets and I can't source my ingredients and I had to lose all my shelf space once again, wow. um, which was so heartbreaking. And, um, I spent the like six months through COVID just kind of like going through my divorce, feeling sorry for myself. You know, I had to fight to get my company name back in my divorce, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I'm going to give it one more try. And right. I, um, I spent six months, my girlfriend, Cammie, she's such a genius. She's only like 23 years old and she's the, um, CEO and founder of parade underwear. Oh, she my favorite, which you got building. gifted me. Oh my God. Love parade. Yes. And what she's done, she's an absolute genius. Um, I believe she went to me and she's just like a mad woman genius. And she was like, what you have here is really special Caroline. Like, let me help you put together an investor deck. I knew nothing about putting together an investor deck. Right. So we sat there for like six months putting this together, trying to make a case for why my company was worth what it's worth, what I said it was worth, and um, trying to convince somebody to give me money. Right. And um, I did. I convinced this lovely husband and wife um, who had done a couple other really successful companies um, to give me money yeah <laughs> and start over and i you know i'm i'm running this company from the moment i wake up to the moment i go to bed every single day i'm about to leave for a whole week of doing demos where i'm just standing in the supermarket giving out giving out samples um, i'm doing a bunch of whole foods up in you know um, long beach and everything so every wow. new supermarket that comes out i have to go and stand there and give out dem- do demos and talk about my product and do it all so it's a lot, but I do know, and by the way, I couldn't be more broke right now. So everybody <laughs> yeah. out there who says like, oh, you're on the hills, like you got everything gifted. 
I literally could, this is the brokest I've ever been in my life. And I want to be honest and tell people how hard this is with a CPG company, everything you have into it and you don't get paid, <laughs> you yeah. can't have another job. So you have to suffer through it and figure sacrifice, it out yeah. and sacrifice and know that it's going to all change for you at some point. And I see, we have really good projections. I know when it's going to change for me. It right. looks like it's going to be like, you know, next around next spring. So it's worth it, you know? Um, but I'll tell you, nine. you know what you remind me a lot of, and, and it's funny because when my mom, my mom was a, you know, a CEO and CFO of computer technology companies when she was, um, you know, my age and younger and, and there were no females that were around that were doing it. And she always said that her dream her goal, she goes, I want to be like Ray Kroc. I want to own McDonald's and not own actual McDonald's. But she was like, that is how I envision myself of being that kind of entrepreneur and, and taking a small idea and making it this huge, big thing. And the the person that I always look to, and it's so silly because everyone's like, oh my God, she's just a housewife. But I look at Bethany Frankel and I see what Bethany Frankel did. It's very similar to what you're doing. She took that skinny girl margarita. Yeah. She went into every small grocery store all over New York and she would, you know, give out samples and do the, you know, the salad sauce and, and the salad dressing and all this stuff. And, and now look at not only what she's done with the brand of, of Skinny Girl, but also look at what she does to give back to people who are going through. She was the first person to show up to Puerto Rico when there were the earthquakes and hurricanes. Like, you know, so that's how I see you. That's how I see Pizza Girl is, you know, when you put in that hard work and you show up, I am all about you need to get in there in the public and start from the bottom and go up because that is how you become billionaire status. It's not just sitting around and being like, yeah, and here's I, it, here it is, you know. <laughs> right. Like, I think people have this big misconception that, like, you can't be honest or people won't take you seriously. I think I did struggle from that for that for a while because I was honest about, like, my financial status or right. that I work hard or that I was, you know, delivering pizzas in order to go to the club at night. And like, ew, like, you can't do that. Like, you have to pretend. And I was like, well, because you know what? Like. I have to just be real. And I think that people will connect with that. Nowadays, people actually are connecting with that, yeah. which is cool. Because the Hills was something that was a struggle for me mentally. I was like, how do I fit onto a show like The Hills? You know, it's all these like super privileged children. I mean, people um, who, you know, a lot of them have work hard and a lot of them don't. Right. And um, a lot of them, you know, I just didn't see how I would fit in. You know what I mean? What but, was that um, like for I, you being thrown into the hills? Like, I, I have to say from a from a marketing standpoint, as someone who's not like in marketing, but like I think of things as marketing, I'm like, what a brilliant idea to do that, to go on to talk about Pizza Girl. Like, perfect, like perfect. But how was that for you? Was it just overwhelming? Was it fun? I, I don't, I don't, what was the experience like? Listen, it was crazy because I was like an accidental choice. Like a ton of people submitted themselves for this role. All like I remember Frankie Delgado saying to me, like every single one of my friends auditioned for this. Like they asked me to audition it? for you know, it. Like, <laughs> you did? They asked me to audition for it, and I did this interview, and they were like, "Oh, it's gonna be for the Ills." I was like, "Wait, but like I have nothing to contribute to this, so I don't think that I'm the right person for you." And then when I saw it with yeah, you, I was like, fuck yes, this is going to be amazing. 
Oh my God, you're so cute. Yeah, no, they literally auditioned like every single girl in this entire town. And what happened was the truth is I, I was friends with Misha Barton on the first season and we were friends. And then she turned on me and a lot of people didn't want me around because they were scared that I was going to become some sort of a character. And what's funny is I guess one of the main producers went back and listened to my microphones after auditioning everybody in town and was like, why aren't we paying attention to this girl? She's hilarious. She has actual substance, you know, come out of her mouth. She has a career. She's hardworking. She's got a child. Like, why And a real relationship with Brody and Frankie. I mean, that's the thing. It's It wasn't fake. Right. So I grew up with these a lot of these kids. Like, Brody and I went to high school together. I've known Frankie forever from the club scene. Audrina and I did a movie together. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of connection. Um, and it was weird. It was cool at times. I did do it. I was in a place where I really needed something. Like, I'm so grateful for the opportunity. I really needed something like that to showcase, you know, my right. brand and do all of that. So it was a really great opportunity. Um, but, yeah, it was really hard at times because there's some, you know, really interesting characters on there and I'm just not used to that type of personality. Well, and I think you are such a real person and, and, you know, we met at, at a wedding at our friend Cheryl Burke's wedding. Well, before, but through Cheryl Burke. And I think that, you know, I always say about Cheryl and, and you fall in this category. The reason why I have so much respect for you women is because you have been honest, genuine in who you are since literally the moment I shook your hand. Like that's just, no, but it's, but it's true. And I think that a lot of girls aren't like that, you know, and a lot of guys aren't like that. And it's very easy to kind of, you know, tell like, Oh, I don't know if this person's going to be cool or not, but I'll give them a chance. But you were never like that. Cheryl was never like that. And I think that that's why strong women find each other and support each other and constantly bring each other up because we have to, because we know there are assholes in this world that are fake and are bullshit. And that's why when it was so interesting for me, when you went on the Hills, I was like, God, she is going to just like destroy this whole thing because she is so genuine and so real that these people are not even going to know what to do with it. She's going to be the the like hero of this show. And I think it must have been so frustrating for you to be around people that are fake and bullshit. And now is the show going to be going another season? What's the story? Okay, here's the truth, the absolute truth. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. The, this, the, the show did well, like yeah. with viewers, viewership and everything. But I have been told that MTV and Evolution do not want to work with a lot of the cast members anymore. They, they said that they, you know, Evolution does the housewives, okay? Those right. are very difficult people at times to work with, you can imagine. Very. They still said that the Hills cast is the worst cast no. of any cast to work with. Yeah, that they literally... How is that possible with the housewives? I mean, like, what? I think that's what I think. Well, because here's the thing. I'll tell you. At the end of the day, the housewives, who I've spoken to a few of them about this, I'm friends with a lot of them. Um, at the end of the day, they all have heard my story and they're like, see, you just can't do a show that way. So for me, like people like Heidi and Spencer, they wouldn't, they would like break the third wall. They wouldn't <gasps> allow me to be a character, right? They would be like, oh, you're just trying to get into the scene or, oh, what? you know, and then they would go to the press and say, my scenes were the worst ever. Like they don't allow, they would avoid me. They avoid 
avoided me the whole time because they think that if I'm in a scene with them, then I'm going to get more airtime. They really calculate. Oh my God. Single move. They made it very difficult. Very difficult. And also um, like the housewives, they'll all talk to me about like, well, at the end of the day, we, we might be bitches or this and that, but we know we're here to make a show. Right. We know that we have to be in the same room. We know right. that we have to work together. At the end of the day, they, they won't work with people to make a good show. So why bother? Well, and I think that know? that's what's so confusing, right? I mean, I think the reality of reality TV is, is that it's, you know, a job and it's a scripted job. It's not, you know, writings on the wall. This is what you're exactly going to say word for word, but there are stories that are set up. There are scenes that are set up. There are, you know, venues that are rented out for this particular thing. And for you not to be a team player, I just don't understand what, whether you're on a scripted show, a reality show, competition show, like, I don't know, at some point, I have a lot of, I have such a hard time with people because I see this on sets a lot where people are just not team players. And I'm like, hate to break it to you, but the entire end result of this show is going to be terrible if we don't all put in the effort into it because it's not a competition of who's better than whom. That's not how this works out. And so I don't know why you would sabotage that, but I mean, maybe his crystal exactly. company is doing well. <laughs> and they already have so many fans for so many years, like to go out and say that like the show's terrible and that the whole thing needs to be recast. It's like, honey, you don't have anything else. Dear. No. Like, what do you think you're going to go get? They thought they were going to get a spinoff like the day after. And, you know, oh my God. you know, how do you think she's going to be added to the housewives or something? Like, it's crazy. Like, like you guys are turning your back on the only thing you have. Right. It's also shocking. You know? Which is so shocking being parents, right? It's like, didn't you want to have enough money to support your child? I know. We all do. And we all need that. But actually, some of them don't need that, which is why it's like they don't care to show up for work sometimes. So it's like it's a really difficult cast. I would not be shocked if they don't pick it up. Um, I it could go either way at this point, but they still haven't said a word. And then wow. um, I've checked in a couple times. I know all the cast members are checking in. Um, but yeah, it's, wow. uh, it's up in the air. And it's crazy because the housewives, they film – and then it's airing, they film, and then it's airing, they film, it's airing. With the Hills, it's just like they just can't get a, a flow because nobody wants to work with each other, so. Oh, my God, yeah. that is the most bizarre, like, I, I just am actually in shock because I, I truthfully thought you were going to be like, surprise, we've been filming. <laughs> like, I mean, it's Nothing. so disappointing. We need to get you your own show. I think that that's what this is like coming down to. You know what's crazy is I, I totally had my own show and I backed out of it for the hills and I regret it. Wow. <laughs> I talked. It's so funny. I, I, you know, what? I don't regret it because the hill on air and it was amazing. But yeah, at the time I had my own show and it was about pizza girl and it was called pizza girl. And it was with the best producer of all time, Jeff Jenkins, who I love. He wow. did the Kardashians yeah. and everything. And my, my business brain was like, okay, I have a show that goes straight to air yeah. or I have a show that I'm in place for six months to a year and I can't even like pay my bills. Yeah. When I expressed that to Jeff, I was very open and honest. I was like, I kind of need something now you know what I mean like right. I'm in this position um so he got it um 
I think that, you know, Jeff would be somebody that I would just die to work with because he's like just so talented. So I hope that I get that opportunity one day, but yeah, I mean, it was definitely like a decision and I don't know if, it was the right one. Well, honest. I think just, that at some just, point, right, you have to be like, whatever's meant to be is meant to be. And it happened and you can't go backwards in life. And, you know, just know, you know, the thing is, is in the moment, what was the best decision for that moment? That moment was a paycheck, instant marketing, um, instant fan base. And, you know, who's right. to say that it's not going to come back around full circle. And then that's why pizza girl gets picked up way faster than it would have before. You know, so I think that there's right. a lot of ways that, that you have to, to look at stuff, you know, it must be so hard also being a mom and juggling this, like being a single mom and going through this, how, like, what's some advice or not even advice, but is there anything that you can share with other single moms that are out there about what you do for your, your, your daughter, for your own mental health, for her mental health? I mean, it's such a scary time right now in general for kids. It really is. And I can tell you, like when she was on Zoom and I was still struggling, like coming out of my divorce and like trying to make everything work, I I had days where I just was, I felt like I was not the best mother because I was just so frustrated and so scared and all over the place. So what I worked out in that time was I need to just give her dedicated time. Mm. So I, when I don't have her, when she's with her father, I get as much work done as I possibly can. Yeah. And then when she's with me, nobody and nothing is going to mess with that. Right? right. So I make sure that she feels safe and has my attention. You know yeah. what I mean? It's hard sometimes because when you're a working mom, I know a lot of hardworking moms, oh, my kid needs to see it. I'm hardworking, but your kid also needs your attention. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to balance. It's all about balance. Like that is my new word. That is, I, I have a friend that's teaching me about balance and it's such a beautiful, it's all we need is balance because if you can give, and you also learn that you need to cut out a lot of crap in your life. Get that fat out. Give, yeah. Cut the fat, cut yeah. the fat. It took me a long time to cut the fat. The people that are just um, energy vampires and yeah. just want to suck it all out of you. My daughter deserves that, that time and attention, yeah. not your bullshit. Yeah, I think that that's really important. And I'm sure that you saw a lot of that. You know, I, I'm not saying people on the show, but just in general of like, when you're on a show and, and things are like going on around you, and it's like exciting, you have those people that want to like, grab on and be like, Oh, okay, this is Caroline's at the best right now. I'm going to grab this. This is the moment. This is the moment. And you know, I, I think that I don't know about you. I don't know if it's like an age thing or if it's like a development thing. I don't know what it is, but I would say in the past four years, or maybe it's a COVID thing. It could have even been less time where I'm really, really, really particular about who I spend my time with. And now I don't have a child. So it's not like I'm thinking, okay, you know, I have to think I'm going to put, you know, her first or him first, you know, it's just cutting that fat. I'm exactly. I'm putting myself first. And it's the first time in my life where I don't feel bad if I'm like, oh, you know what? I, I can't, I want to see these people. I want to go out, but like, I'm not going to do it before I would feel guilty and be like, oh my God, you get that FOMO, right? Of like, what am I missing out on? And even being married, I, I, I have to find time for me, 
before even I do with my husband because it's a it's just a lot. It's for my own mental sanity. Yeah, because what I'm realizing is if you I used to put so much pressure on relationships and like, why aren't they making me feel good? Why aren't they making this? Now? I need to make myself feel good. Like yeah. there is nothing. If I am not completely okay on my own, I don't know why I didn't get this before because a million people have said this to me. Of course, but, but like, you have to I'm, go through it to experience and really understand. <laughs> it's so true. It's why like, these self-help books don't really help us no. because we don't get it until we go through it and hopefully we're smart enough to grasp it and learn from it. But like, I always put all my happiness in other people's baskets and I'm just now figuring out that I have to be completely happy yep. on my own, have my boundaries, have my life, and then you can come in, you know? Yeah. And I think it is about boundaries. And I don't know about you, but I'm someone that, you know, never liked to be alone. And before I met Sturgis, that was the first Me time too. in my life, yeah, that I had been not in a relationship for like a year and a half. And I was single and, and not even like dating. I just kind of was on my own. And I really got to learn who I was um, and really sit with kind of the, the mania and the hardships that I had been through and the anxiety and stress because I'd never been alone in my own brain. Um, and I think it kind of helped. Honestly, I, I, I say to all my friends who didn't go through, who don't have mental illness or don't never had to deal with, or never put like a, in front of like their mental health and be like, oh my God, until COVID. Like COVID for me, quarantine was pretty easy because I've been in my head before for 33 years at that point. I was like, oh, I know what this is like. I know how to handle it. But for a lot of people, they never sat in their own thoughts before and dealt with demons right. when before they would be able to escape and like go out or, you know, go to a bar or, you know, go get high. Like they really had to sit in their thoughts. Um, and there's something special about sitting in your thoughts and really learning. And I think that's when you get to that next evolution of your life. And I think that that's kind of where you are right now, right? You are in the next evolution of Pizza Girl, of being a badass mom, of being a role model to so many females out there and, and males as well, you know? Um, but I think that it's just such a great place that you're in. Now, I have to ask like, what is the next step for you, you know, for your sanity? Like, what is going to make Caroline so happy right now? Honestly, like, I, I really am in this, like, startup company, you know, CEO headspace right now where I just, I just have to just hang on and yeah. just work every single day. Um, but... From, and that's good for my sanity right now, yeah. just to focus on, on my work and just to make sure my business, you know, succeeds. That is very good. I know some people are like, oh, you can't just be busy, busy, busy all the time. When is it you time? I've had me time my whole life. Right, right, okay? right. I've literally had me time my whole life. I've done whatever I wanted. I didn't let anybody tell me what to do. And now this is the first time where I actually feel safe in this, like, box of working all the time because I'm seeing this growth of this other child which is my company right and it's so beautiful to see it actually like start to happen I mean Whole Foods, Gelson's, Bristol Farms, Air One, like everybody is saying yes every single one and we're filling a gap in the space you know we're like disrupting a, a really old yeah. world space and it's exciting I mean that's really helping me it's healthy for me yeah because I've just been girl mess for so long I'm, I'm now it's, I need to prove to myself and everybody out there 
that I can do this, you know? So that's my, that's my. Did you ever get, you know, you have so many, you know, famous friends and people that are so successful around you that have, you know, not even just like born famous, but like actually like worked their asses off. Did you ever get some really cool advice from somebody that stuck with you? You know, like, listen, like, like I have, and I, it's always funny because people always assume that like, if you have all these famous friends that they're just going to help you and like, you know, a Kardashian can just stop their careers and like help you. And you don't want that kind of help and you don't, and it, you know, sure. A lot of my friends have posted, you know, my product, but that's because they love it and right. stuff like that. But I do remember when Chris Jenner said that we had dinner at, um, Kathy Hilton's birthday dinner, just like uh, like seven of us at Mr. Chow's, and she sat next to me and she was like, "I just want you to know that like I finally think you found your thing." Oh she was wow! Like, I, I believe, yeah. She was like, "I believe the pizza girl is your thing," and this is way before. This was like when I had you know just started coming out with it and just started like talking about it. And she was like, "I really feel like this is this is it for you." And I was like, "Wow, that really stuck with me because she's such like a." you know, a really incredible businesswoman, yeah. and, you know, um, she called it out and that always kind of stuck with me. Like, you know, I was always kind of like uh, the jack of all trades and the master of none. Like right. I just did everything and spread myself so thin. And this was the first thing that I just said, this is it. This is me. So, wow. I think that's happened. so important. It's such a great lesson for, for everyone is like when, you know, it may take a long time for you to find whatever that is that's going to make you, you know, go to the next level or, or, and you have to have that passion. And I think that that's what shows as well is it's not just like you I said, to. you know, like, you know, I will tell you right now, it has to be an authentic product. Like there's so many people that have like, oh, I'm going to be on a TV show. So I'm just going to come out with a product. Like you right. said, but like, has to be authentic it has to come from something that you you needed to solve a problem in your life you needed to fill a gap in in the in your life you needed to like continue on your your his family lineage you it has to come from within in order for it to connect and it has to be authentic um you know every now and then i think some people hit the jackpot and they you know hit something but right. i think that for the most part for it to connect and to stay a brand for the for the end, like I want, you know, all of us having babies, I want our babies and our babies' babies to love Pizza Girl. So yeah. I think that it needs, you know, it needs to be wholesome and come from the heart and that will live on, you know? It's all about a story. That's what I say to every single person, whatever their occupation is, whatever their product is, whatever it is, there needs to be a true story because that's how we relate to one another as human beings is through storytelling. And the product needs to be the best. And it is the best. It is the best. Now, I'm going to ask you, Caroline, before I ask, you know, how everyone can find this, et cetera, et cetera, my final question I ask everyone is, what is your emotional support? Mm. Oh. Ooh, I don't know. I just got the chills a little bit because oh I haven't really ever had emotional support. Oh, my God. Crazy. My mom died when I was five. Yeah. And I've just never had emotional support. So I think um, I'm kind of finding that within myself right now. Oh my God, I'm going to cry, Caroline. That's so sweet. I know. I've always had to be like this strong person and just support myself and always be okay. You know, just always be okay. I never had that thing where I could, um, but I am working on that in therapy now. I'm going through it and learning about how that, you know, 
um, turned me into the person that I am today. But um, yeah, I'd never really had it. Well, if you ever need emotional support, I am here for you. I am just a hop, skip and away and, and I will come over and I will make some plain noodles for you. And then you can just put the sauce on and we can have like a magical pasta night. <laughs> I love that. Well, I just, I, but seriously, like with emotional support, I think that, you know, it, it, when I listen back to this show, I, I have to edit and I hate hearing my own voice, which is so ironic. Um, but I get so excited because every single person's answer is so different. It could be the littlest thing of, uh, you know, oh, you know, my emotional support is when I do my meditation and that's how I find comfort. Or it's my dog. For me, it's my dogs, you know. Um, or it's my partner. Or it's my mother or my father or my grandparent, you know. Um, but yeah. no one's actually ever answered the way that you did. And I think that the way that you answered just so you know how I'm, how I, you know, take this as it's probably the most genuine answer I've ever had. Um, and it's so real and it's so, you know, appropriate that you're saying it because it's, it's just showing how authentic you are. It's like, you guys didn't think she was authentic. She just like crowned it all right now, but, but it is true. It's so, it's so hard. And I know when, when you don't grow up with, um, you know, a parent amongst you, it is very hard, especially at a young age, it is very hard to not feel alone and not feel like you have to go forward and do all that you have to do to get somewhere. And I think that it's kind of why you have the drive that you do and why it makes you such a successful businesswoman um, and why it's making you an amazing mom. And it, I, I never would think that you didn't feel emotional support because you are such a loving human. Um, so I just want to just remind you that you do give off so much love and support to other people and just don't forget that. So I just want to say that. I just... To, that's my two cents. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is the sweetest thing ever. Now tell us, where can we find some pizza girl? Which is, this is my favorite, by the way. The arabiata is just my favorite sauce in the entire world. It's so delicious. I can't so stand good, it. Right? And oh. no yucky aftertaste. No. No sugar added and no preservatives. Just the best, healthiest tasting. Fresh. While not getting you know while not compromising on taste is what we what we say so right now you can find pizza girl if you're in southern california in any whole foods gelson's bristol farms um and growing and then everywhere else is pizzagirl.com for now in the u.s um and we are growing into we'll be across, i would give me what a year and we'll be less national in supermarkets all over the country so that's that's my goal I got so excited the other day. I had to, I sent you that picture because I was at Gelson's and I got myself some pizza girl and I was like, this is so fun. Like it's, I've never been to a grocery store and had a friend that had a company at a grocery store, like, like a product. And I was like, this is so exciting. Like it was the best thing in the entire world. So I love it. And how can everyone find you on social media and pizza girl? So you guys can find me on Instagram at Caroline DeMore and at pizza girl official. Oh my God. Well, I love you so much. And thank you for being an emotional support and coming on the show and just hanging out and inspiring so many people. And I can't wait for everyone to try that yummy sauce.